0: truly believe that we all have a unique comfort for me luck all by itself with no hard work is nothing
1: hello it is entirely my pleasure and my honor to have the manzi very with us um, today i am grateful thank you and let me introduce you to her uh, i don't even know if this is necessary she is um an influence of our excellence and her reach is over 20 million people around the world that's commendable Nancy I love you for who you are a mom an influencer the yogi the foodie wife and a friend whom
0: I cherish thank you thank you so much for everyone listening, I'm very stressed over my pronunciations. I hope I do not get anything wrong in front
1: of moonlight. How did you first get started as an influencer? What inspired you to pursue this career as that? Um, so honestly,
0: when I started, which was almost 10 years ago, there was no career path uh, called an influencer, right? We were all kind of just dabbling into different things. And and for me, Ritu, I don't think I started with the vision to be an influencer. Mm-hmm. It was to serve a very solid need gap, which is to have to to solve and uh, and bridge the gap on we Indian parents parent right. Mm-hmm. We are a sandwich generation, which is um, learning how to parent from Google and also from our parents' mm-hmm. way of parenting and. As Asian parents, we're very strongly rooted in a, in the baby parent, right? And we don't want to somewhere let go of that. No matter what comes our way, we are still very rooted. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was like two sounds going on, two parallel tracks in my head. One, my mother telling me that feed the baby dal ka and Google telling me feed apple sauce. And I was like, dude, I'm confused. I have no idea what to do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if I'm confused, then there's like so many other people who must be confused because All the international websites kept talking of things that were so alien Like we don't live in nuclear families. At least 10 years ago, that wasn't a concept that was so rampant, right? So I was like, how do, like India is a different cultural, social, physical landscape. I said, how are parents like me who are full-time working parents going to do this? So I think when you find your why, and the reason I emphasize is when you find your why, you know that this is what I want to influence in. Right when that when when does a person become an influencer? When you want to serve and you feel there is a strong need gap and you feel like you can contribute that 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 why is so powerful that you want to keep fueling that why again and again and again. So ten years ago, Mansi wanted to answer this question of applesauce versus dal ka pani. Today, that why could be pushing our kids into this hamster wheel of perform, 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 right? Uh, or becoming a more conscious parent, or, you know, a career choices between 10 to 16 year olds or pressure for children. So I think that that why will keep getting fewer in different ways. Um, so I think there was no set career path, but I was very clear, and this I'd love to share, is it when you decide to be an influencer no. or a key opinion leader, it's very important that you quantify your time. Mm. Because I think most people just start on a whim and say, okay, I'm going to do this, social media can be, there are three ways that our human brain functions, right? You think that, oh, I love the instant gratification. Mm. I, it's my fuel. I want people to know mm. me and I'm this social person and you know, I walk into a party and people are like, oh, that woman's on. For me, it wasn't that.
1: And I know her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and I know her, right? But for me, it wasn't that. For me, because I was, I've been working with you since the age of 16, right? That is very clear time away from my kids needs to be monetized. Otherwise there's no other reason why I was doing it. Because I was very happy doing a job and I could have continued to do it. But for me, it was very clear that this time needs to be monetized. So how am I? So have that vision and that pathway that what is your why for influence also Mm -hmm. and really what drives you if this if the bit of social gratification and you know all of that's your fuel that's great mm. but that's not going to pay your bills mm. so it completely depends on you know why you want to do what you
1: want to do and the why's can keep changing the why's can keep evolving evolving i love that and um, the wise keep you um you know focused yes and you don't deter from. Yeah, absolutely. Again, I think
0: such a valid thing that you mentioned. You know, people keep saying, and I love that you mentioned the focus, right? Because I stuck to that path. Mm. There were so many people who came along who pretty much started with me, and then they said, okay, I talk about parenting, and then I also talk about fashion, and then I also talk about lifestyle, and I also talk about interiors, and I also talk about this, and then I talk about jewelry, and I talk about everything else. For me, I was very clear. I was like, parenting has to be the filter. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm talking about a home solutions brand, my filter will be, how does this value add for the parent? Mm-hmm. If I'm talking about jewelry brand, it will still be about, you know, what is it that, why this jewelry brand will coming in? you will
1: always it. So I I'm always bring it
0: back to my core mm-hmm. and my why. Mm-hmm. If you don't do that, and especially in the business that I am in, You may be many people's choice sometimes, Mm -hmm. but you won't be the selected or your core group's choice every time, Mm -hmm. and that's very powerful. Mm -hmm. If you drop me from a fashion brand campaign, I'm okay; it's not my core. Mm -hmm. But if it's a brand that is with my core, which is say toys, games, books, education, uh, play, which is very integral, or um, health or any or nutrition. Children's writers. Absolutely. If that is my core, I'm not part of that plan, mm. then
1: I'm troubled. Mm. And it should be because I think I think you are at the clinical, Pansy, and there's a reason. Mm. And uh, when I see so many other influencers doing various, not to demean, but multiple things, I do feel what's what's the purpose? Mm. What is the purpose of this page? And I and when we come to KSP, we just know it is about parenting, children-related, period. Yeah, absolutely. So that's why I say that that why will keep
0: being your GPS again and again. So have that why plastered very clearly on your home screen, your computer, your vision board. It's that
1: why will keep bringing you back to your central lane. Mansi, with everyone trying to be an influencer, what strategies did you follow to ensure that you're good at what you're doing and to establish yourself in your niche? What did you do? Right. So you're you're absolutely right.
0: Today it's all a numbers game. But for me, the key was uh, I'm not chasing Ritu's numbers. I'm not chasing somebody else's numbers. They could grow on social because I think there's enough space for everyone. I'm gonna stick to growing myself Mm -hmm. because the minute I get into the rat race of trying to outdo you and getting insecure about that, I'll stop doing me, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So yes, you must chase the numbers, but you must chase the numbers in your lane and be ambitious and wholehearted, Mm -hmm. go aggressively after it, but i don't read on insecurity because maybe i'm just very comfortable mm-hmm. with who i am having mm-hmm. said that i think um you know the the strategy that we follow at kids.press when we're talking off social and anybody who's starting out or is looking to grow there whether it's youtube whether it's instagram number one start deprioritizing where you don't want to be mm-hmm. right which are the mediums which are not important for you so it could be Pinterest, it could be Twitter, it could be um, Discord, it could be any of the platforms today. And you say, okay, I just want to stick to Instagram and I want to stick to YouTube. I don't want to even look at Facebook, for mm-hmm. example. I want to think of only um, Instagram, YouTube, and maybe WhatsApp, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I want to do that. So I would say, go aggressively after, you know, focusing on what you want to focus on, because otherwise there will be too many distractions. Mm-hmm. That's one second is how you value adding to your users life like when i have the moonlight's page i i am religiously saying i have a folder called moonlight because it says you know i when i'm confused about certain pronunciations or i want to know about something i really like something or i want to play back to my kids i know i want to watch those videos again and you're value adding to your customer's life right so i think value add is of tremendous um you know, tremendous growth strategy because today people then want to share it. Mm-hmm. If you if you found it useful, right? Um, so that's number two. So how many people will find value and share that piece of content? Third is how authentic can you be? Mm-hmm. Like inauthenticity is exhausting. Mm-hmm. You will show up one day, you will show up second, you will show up Thursday. The fourth day people will figure it out. So really try and be your authentic self because you cannot, like I said, I cannot be a Ritu, a Ritu cannot be a Mansi. So at some point I'm going catch up and it'll seem like a chore and then you'll
1: move away from your why. And it's just simply easier to be yourself. Absolutely. And when you're not pretending, but were you always like this or you became who you are?
0: I would say the Mansi 10 years ago and who she yesterday has evolved and evolved tremendously, um, but evolved for the good. Right? Like, but was I as aggressive, as ambitious, um, as focused on my niche 10 years ago? Yes, I was. Because otherwise I would have digressed much, much earlier on. I would say, And earlier on in a stage of any influencer, because you want to make it run. You want the money. You want to, you want to, you want to, you want to make things happen. You want the visibility. You will do things which, which kind of take you away from your path. Right? So you will do that. Hmm. But that's the time again that you need to, you know, come back because that will also exhaust you. That will also be like, okay, this is not who I want to be. This is not what I enjoy. And and exhausting to a point of burnout. I know so many people who've quit this space or who've left this space or just said, you know what, I need to take a break. Or they need to take a mental health break, which is absolutely okay. But maybe I've not found the need for that is also because... Uh, I'm cocooned very well with my family and I know that there are two separate lives I lead. Mm -hmm. They may not be different in terms of who I am, but I know this is work
1: and this is this is home. So I think that kind of... uh, I've noticed something about you. It's very conspicuous. The fact that, you know, you run the show in both places so well. You as a parent and you as a working woman. They're just absolutely awe-inspiring. And I'm not kidding you. I've seen you with your doctors. I've seen how you follow up, even with me, about class and, you know, in the morning, you know exactly what's happening. You know that they have class. This was their homework. And, you know, your page, um, KSP says it all, how involved you are. So I think it's just absolutely brilliant how you separate the two and run the two you know, show so well, and I'm sure it's. Does family help?
0: Oh, a lot of it. Yeah. A lot of it. So I keep saying this again and again that you know, my mother-in-law is actually the first mother mm-hmm. to my kids, mm-hmm. and I'm literally the second one. I think. Uh, so I have a lot of help. My husband is extremely involved. He's mm-hmm. very, very hands-on, and I think the biggest support system is my children mm-hmm. because they've grown up with kids' Press, right? So for them. They don't know Mansi without kids' Mm. Kitsopress. And they know that, you know, our mom is quite a goofy mom. Mm. She's gonna forget. Mm. So if we don't take charge of ourselves, nothing's gonna happen. So I think me being a working parent um, has made them fiercely independent, um, has made them fiercely secure as well. Mm. Because they know that no matter where I am, which meeting I am, there are two calls I never disconnect, mm. which is my kids mm. and my moms, mm. right? And both my moms, because mm. I know they're calling me for something Obviously. that's important to them. Mm. It may not be important to me, it may be important to them. Mm. Like sometimes it's my mom and she's just calling, okay, you're coming home, what should I make for lunch? Mm. Now, it may be like, you know, might say, why do moms ask these silly questions? But to her, it's her world and I can't disrespect that and my daughters know so they know exactly what my schedule is, they know where I'm going, what I'm coming, um, you know, what time, when I'm in a meeting, when I'm not in a meeting, both Nakul and my schedules are shared with them, their schedules are shared with us, They're like a family, Google calendar, so everybody knows everybody's schedule, right, so is that normal? That level of transparency, is there right even our flights everybody is lying on a different than everything is mapped on the calendar so they know and when they know they come for a position of strength mm. and empowerment and therefore decision making
1: and i can only tell how they are going to raise their own children you know with a fierce mom like this no it is i think i think moms who work, it doesn't mean I'm belittling anybody who's not working or who cannot work, but there is some kind of a special and different power that the children, you know, yeah. garner, uh, Right. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: It could be literally like, like my mom is a tuition teacher, mm-hmm. right? My mom was teaching me and she's very good at it. Mm-hmm. But I just saw her make things happen. So it could be the smallest thing that you're doing from home, or it could be baking a cake, it could be designing a dress, it could be anything. But if your child is seeing you do it, no matter everything else that's happening in your world, they will learn to do it. Absolutely. Your kids are seeing you do that all the time. All the time. All like, time. she doesn't miss a class. She's so diligent about it. I'm like, how can she not be tempted? That 4 to 7. She's dedicated to her children. Like, I, am, I am in awe of this woman who never misses a class. I've invited her for multiple things, and she's said no to me multiple times. But that's because, and I never feel bad yeah. because I know she's so committed to her craft. Yeah. She's so committed and I'm sure her kids are seeing how passionate she is about what she's doing. I think
1: all of us love you for that. right? Thank you. And I must add, I, I actually took class the day. I delivered both my babies. So yeah, I think think, my God. Yeah. And thank you. And my children are proud of it. And my children have seen me do that. And I think that's going to remind them because, um, you know, success is not easy. Yeah. there is a lot involved in success and children need to see that yeah consistency diligence you know hard work a commitment commitment is huge yeah. and my children are not allowed to bunk a class if they do they get up better sure
0: yeah
1: yeah absolutely and
0: and people may think mm-hmm. okay what's the big deal about a class but there's prep before mm-hmm. there are 100 moms hounding you i'm sure it will get a lot of that and there is to know what each child is doing. Like, at any point in time, you ask a my child, doing? she has her report and she has her thing. And she's like, you... Sometimes she tells me, you don't know. Me and your child are chatting. So don't worry. Yeah, I must right. also confess that. The right? All the time. So, so that's how hands-on okay. she is. And that's how committed she is to her task, right? So which is, which yes. is great. Because it's not about just showing up for that one class. I, I know how much effort goes into... Her class and, and, and yeah. if you've been a mom whose kids go to moonlight and if you've ever sat in on a class, you also want to, you also know that you want to sit in those classes because they're really interesting. I've actually driven through one of them and I'm like, wow, like this is so much fun. It's fun. Love, yeah. Fun. Fun.
1: Yeah. Fun.
0: That's right. The kids never complain about the class. Yeah. They always look forward to it.
1: Yeah. Mansi, there is so much we need to do, right? Um So many ideas. Um. How do you segregate, separate, choose the most relevant, the most interesting, progressive, futuristic uh, ideas? How do you pick them? Okay, let me ask you that question back. How do you pick topics for your class? Um, Each session that you do? uh, My topics must be relevant. If they are not, and if there's something very basic, and if they are redundant or taken care of at school or, you know, the children can get access to it elsewhere. I will not do that. So I pick some things that are exclusive and I know where you're getting at. <laughs> I, pick, I pick subjects and topics that are exclusive and um, not done at school. Um, futuristic, like I'm training my children for the real world, like 20 years later. Not now, not present. And I know exactly what you're going to say. No, so I'll, I'll be honest. For me, it is,
0: again, I think is very important to understand what your consumer wants. One is to know what you want, but the other is to also know what your consumer wants. What is your consumer struggling with? Mm. Right? Mm. Um, I know what i struggling. And it could not, not necessarily be my struggle. But it's about screen time. It's about discipline. It's about tantrum. It is about... Um, you know mental health it could be about education what do I do with my child mm-hmm. we we have parents who write in how can a father and child play we don't know games that I, we don't know how fathers can spend time mm-hmm. with their child mm-hmm. now if I was coming from a space that then I am not helping that parent I have to come again from a place of my customer is not me Right? Mm. It's only then will I be able to serve them. Mm. Because if I'm assuming that it's me, then I'm gonna live in this South Bombay bubble. Mm. And I keep saying this South Bombay is not my world. I want to look at I, I wanna look at the world mm. as my world. Mm-hmm. I wanna look at the world like as its So again, what is the problem that the customer is going through, or my reader is going through, the parent is going through? how can i serve them what will be the best possible medium to serve them so can i just talk can i just point can i just speak and i don't need to do a video out of it so can they just listen to me or do they want to read about it so that also helps me decide which medium i want to actually pick and which medium will best help me serve them at that point in time and again it comes back to not coming from a space of judgment. Mm. You know, if I came from that place, then I'm already setting myself here, yes. which is coming from a place of superiority. Mm-hmm. Then I will never be able to be with them. Mm-hmm. I want to be with them. Mm-hmm. I don't believe I'm superior mm-hmm. because if that gets into my head, I will always look down upon them and not treat them as equals. Mm-hmm. And I, I practice the same principle even with my children. Right? Like the minute you bridge that distance, mm-hmm. you bridge communication and most important connection. Mm-hmm. I mean, people sometimes tell me, I'm not um, I'm not very aspirational.
1: Mm-hmm. They say that.
0: Uh, simply because when they meet me in person, mm-hmm.
1: they feel like, Shit, she's just the same. She's
0: no different. Mm-hmm. And that makes me less aspirational. I've never actually said this before. Mm-hmm. But because I am... Just the way they see me or they thought I would be. They're or I not don't
1: in awe of you. Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, they think I don't have too much air or I don't, you know, I don't like, like have too much attitude. Or and, whatever. They,
1: and they expect that.
0: And they expect that. And when that expectation is not
1: met, I become less aspirational. Or mm-hmm. well, I'm okay with a lot of things. I'm okay as so real, i real. So I'm
0: okay to be seen in the same outfit. And I keep saying that. And you're not following me for my fashion sense. That could be one added plug, but I'm okay to repeat my clothes because I believe in conscious living. I'm okay to be, uh, you know, eating in a Chandika Thali. I'm okay to be eating with my hand. I'm okay to be sitting down and eating because that's who I am. Mm. That's who I believe. Mm. That's what I believe in. Okay, so I am going to do that. So people will be like, oh my God, like she eats like Nashni ka roti and tuar ka sabzi and like, Glad, right, I don't eat like fancy ass salad or whatever. But that's who I am and that's why I'm not seen as sometimes very
1: aspirational for many Exactly. Mm-hmm. But uh, there is a reason I am not interviewing somebody else and I'm interviewing <laughs> you because you are real. You are real, you are relatable and I think every mom that follows you believes in you and thank you. for in you. Mansi, so what's a typical day as an influencer in your life? What do you do? So
0: every day looks different, mm-hmm. I must confess, but um, for me, and everybody who follows me knows that I am obsessed with exercising, it's my happy hour, mm-hmm. like, like everybody in the house knows that if she hasn't got her happy hour, she can be grumpy. Mm-hmm. So even my kids, my husband, everybody is like, I think you should just go exercise, you know, and, and I, I just be on a happy planet, right? So that's typically why, And I wake up at like 445, 5, um, I'll journal, I'll meditate, I will then head out to the gym uh, or yoga or whatever else that I'm doing and I'll come back and then I'm in the kitchen prepping for dabbas for my girls. I wake them up, you know, send them off to school. I work at typically about 8.30 and um, I work at about 8.30 to 4.00. I take a break from 4 to 5.30 till the girls are, you know, they've just, just about come home. Uh, and then again, you know, when they're busy with a class or whatever, I'll finish the balance work between 5.30 to 6.30 and that's it. Uh, and then I'm with them or I'm, you know, in the kitchen or I'm doing something or I'm reading or I just headed down for a walk with friends. And then we all eat dinner by six thirty seven again. And... Um, And then post you know we're just like either watching tv together or we're reading and i tuck my kids to bed every Mm -hmm. single evening Mm -hmm. and again i read and i go to sleep by nine i am literally like like clockwork Mm -hmm. and i can do this rinse repeat every single day six days a week and when i am shooting i kind of and i've I've shared this before so for anybody looking at creating video content or audio content or whatever i have these days that i demarcate as Creative block days where I don't have any meetings, I'm not seeing anybody because I just need to be in absorption and release mode, which means I'm reading a lot and I'm writing a lot. And I'm like, you know, functioning literally like I'm scripting, I'm writing, and you know, I'm, I'm literally absorbing and releasing, right? So that's typically um, one day of the week. Mm-hmm. And the other day of the week, I'm like batch producing content, like I'll shoot at least 30 40 videos a day. Wow, that's great! But that's also because I have you know, now I have a team, and the team will you know, I'll share the insight, they'll kind of write it down. And in my head, I've already visualized it how I want it to be, what the mother is facing, what's the problem she's facing and or the father's facing and literally is broken down to the Mm T so that's how typically I program I batch create a lot of content because I can't get into creative zone you know shoot zone and the numbers Mm -hmm. zone all at the same Mm -hmm. time right Mm -hmm. so I have different days for different things so literally like people might feel like oh my god she shoots every single day Mm -hmm. but you know I would shoot like one day or two days a week for 50 you know for the next fortnight and then I'm done because I I enjoy reading a lot more and watching a lot more than actually producing a lot more. What do you read? What do you like to read? So I read a lot of nonfiction. Mm -hmm. So you'll see me reading a lot of Rick Rubin. You'll see me reading a lot of Adam Grant. You'll see me reading a whole variety. I read a lot of nutrition food fitness which comes out of passion. you'll see me reading a lot about children's mm-hmm. um and parent you know children psychology child psychology parenting uh you'll see me read a lot about human humans and why we behave mm-hmm. the way we do a lot of human you know consumer psychology you'll see me also read a lot about digital social mm-hmm. you'll also see me read a lot about creative processes uh productivity so a very very wide variety but largely not
1: are you ever worried about sharing too much with other influencers? No. no, I'm, like
0: I said, I'm very secure in my space Ritu. In fact, I created a cause for a lot of, uh, you know, smaller entrepreneurs to start their businesses because uh, during COVID because I thought that it was very overwhelming for them that they all could flourish and thrive. Um, in COVID, if they had the Instagram access, I literally laid down the cards of how you should go about doing it, how you should plan your Instagram content, figuring out your why, figuring out, you know, how you could batch produce content. I share all of it on Instagram. Why? Because, you know, I truly believe that we all have a unique thumbprint. What's mine is not yours. And that's why we all have a unique thumbprint. You can have all my knowledge, but you still can't believe. And why should you be me? Because you're you. There's only one you. So I'm I'm very like I said, I'm very secure in my space. What's what's your plan
1: for the next decade?
0: Honestly, I don't know if I have a plan for the next decade. Um, but that at least for the next for five years, uh, most definitely. So, we want to take it's so job rest. to definitely. We're right across 150 cities worldwide currently. The idea is to obviously have more outposts in many different countries that we could serve uh, locally. Um, definitely look at putting the, the parenting industry as a key industry in, you know, like pin it very strongly within the influencer network. Mm-hmm. Because I think right now it's very fashion, lifestyle, beauty, all of that focus. People don't think raising kids is a very important thing, mm-hmm. or they don't think though, that you know it's such a big deal, mm-hmm. right? But actually raising the next generation. generation. So what we're doing is extremely, extremely important. So Pinning the parenting and baby care industry on that map,
1: I think is extremely important. I say that all the time, obviously we are, the way we raise our kids is going to, you know, change the world. And I strongly believe yeah. that the world is going to be a better place. Whoever says that we're headed for you know, disaster, I disagree because the newer generation is more equipped to, you know, create an environment that is viable and loving and lovable. And, you know, what a beautiful
0: place. Yeah, no, so absolutely. And I think... Um, Personally, for me, I mean, and I think it's very important for anybody to have personal and professional goals. So for me, even personally, I think I'm in this space where I want to grow more spiritually or grow better in my or stronger in my yoga practice, uh, focus a lot more on my health um, and maybe study a little bit about nutrition, Ayurveda, fitness a little bit. I mean, these are just passion projects, right? Um, but for each one of them I think it's a, it's very interesting and uh, yeah I just want to see also spend a lot of time with my children because I think they're at a very important juncture where I don't want to have any regrets that I did spend enough time with them and I know that all of it can happen to a kinder um, it'll just take a little bit more effort mm-hmm. but I am that mother who wants and consciously and I think everything in life is a choice and I'm very conscious that I want to make that choice to spend time with family. I love traveling. I want to travel a lot with my children. Um, so yeah, I
1: think I think both personally and professionally. And it's very doable. Very doable. The yeah. time management it's very doable. Masi, here's one personal question. How has being an influencer changed your perspective on social media and its impact on society? So I think social media is a very powerful tool if you use it the right way. Mm-hmm. If you use it to learn, if you
0: use it to empower, if you use it to share, mm-hmm. right? And I am a huge social media junkie, um, but I also know it's, it's a time puzzler. So I have very, uh, I have, you know, time blocks mm-hmm. where I can give, give myself access to check it. But I think because you have the ability to influence, you need to choose that power very, very wisely. It's like you hold a nuclear weapon, mm-hmm. right? I love this metaphor. And it doesn't matter whether you have 150k people or a 25k people or a 25, just 25 people. I and mean, think of it, if you have the power to influence, to have 25 people fill a room, 100 people fill a small auditorium, 500 people fill a cinema hall, 50,000 people fill a football field. Everything is influence, so I don't take that word lightly, mm-hmm. right? Um, so no number is small for influence, mm-hmm. right? Um, so therefore, I take this very, very seriously, and I, I spend a lot of time on what I want to share.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Where even with my team, um, even if they've spent hours, and you know, my team right you know, they're shooting you know, I can be ruthless because I'm not serving my team. I'm serving the parent. Even if you spend 10 hours working on a piece, but it's not worth two minutes of that customer's time or the reader's time or the parent's time whose time is most important because I think parent is the busiest person in the world. Oh yeah. If it's not serving them, don't put it out because like I keep coming back. Who's your God, right? The brands will come and go. Your customers will stay with you. So when you're choosing brand partnerships, when you're, create, when you're deciding what I want to share, how you're using this sword, this nuclear weapon, is very important to say that, am I still serving them? And when you come from a position of, I want to serve, right? You will not use it lightly. You will do your best to make sure that it strikes, right? I mean, think of it, do you teach such vulnerable minds, right? They're absorbing everything that you're saying. I mean, they treat you as their bestest friend, right? They share with you. They know what moonlight is sharing is, is like, is gold, right? You have the power to influence such tender minds. And sometimes parents are not even watching if it's an online class. The child is just doing it independently. You take the class so seriously. Yeah. I'm responsible. Yeah. you Nobody's checking in on you. But you're still serving because it's in your gene to be authentic, to serve, to... You're taking the responsibility. You're
1: taking the charge. And that honesty will show through. It does. And I do take my job very seriously because um, every word, like you said, every word that I speak matters to the children Yeah, are absorbing like sponges and you know they're going to hold me for that yeah and i'm responsible for their future and uh, i think every influencer in this world has to be very watchful of the word they pay of the brand they you know suggest because it matters absolutely mansi help us understand how do you separate mansi online and the real ones at home, the mom, the yogi, the wife, the friend and uh, how much would you like to share? What is the right, you know, content, enough? What is enough to share? Tough one, but I think um, the first boundary
0: that I drew to was that I have signed up for a public life, not my family, not my husband, most definitely Mm -hmm. not my kids. Uh, so you will see sparingly, uh, you know. You will see my kids sparingly on my social media. Even if you may see them, you'll see probably their backs, or you'll see and their books, their books covering their faces. Their faces because I'm a, I'm a huge believer that um, you know we ask our children for consent for everything. Why not for social media? Because uh, and and Anaya is not 14, right? If I had pictures of her in her diapers or you know, doing some cubesy thing or throwing a tantrum online or whatever. I'm sure she wouldn't like it today. Mm -hmm. So I was very conscious that these kids are going to be individuals of their own. And I was very conscious. And I think Nakul played a huge role Mm -hmm. in kind of helping me draw that boundary. And sometimes even telling me, no, you're crossing the line. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important for a partner to do, right? And and
1: you were okay too. I was okay.
0: I, because they're not my kids alone. And. And I think sometimes you can
1: get tempted,
0: but you know that's why family, right? Yeah. That's why um, it's important to to have that that partner who's who's as invested in what you want to build as you know he's as invested as you are. So I think that really helped. Um, and also to know that plan enough so that that moment is not lost. Mm-hmm. That moment is is. Sacred to the family, Mm -hmm. right? Um, so I think the minute you draw out those things, uh, it becomes so you'll see a lot of me on even whether it's my feed, whether it's you know on Kickstarter Press, you'll see a lot of me. You will see my things that are important to me, whether it's my yoga, whether it's my tea, whether it's my obsession for all Mac products or whatever, all jewelry. Absolutely, Uh, but you will rarely see people who don't want to be part of Mm -hmm. that, right. Uh, Because I I respect that. You will not, I will not be that person who's putting every, if I'm going to a friend's place or at a party, I'm not the one socially documenting each one of it because you've signed up to me as a friend, not because I can put your party up online, right? Um, So I think that is what my friends and family and everyone really, really respects. Uh, And how much is too much is for you to decide because... I I don't think that everything needs to go up. I think there needs to be a certain amount of intrigue, certain amount of suspense. And I'm very conscious of, um, you know, security for my family and me as well. Because, you know, today when I I see so many parents put up, you know, uh, my child goes to, you know, Akasha, grade eight, Oberoi International School, you know, first year school. You are just letting out every single information about your child out to people who are ready to pray. So why do you need to do that? If you're living in a hostel alone in Andhiri or in Barcelona or wherever, why do you need to geotag it?
1: Right? You always put the location after you've left the location. Thank you for saying this. This This is so important, always on my mind that I would always worry about. You're just making yourself so vulnerable to everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and my kids are
0: aware. My daughter is aware. She, you know, so when she was traveling recently, she's like, Mom, I'm going to do this. I said, Absolutely. And I think just that is so important because they've seen me do it. I've obviously spoken about it enough on social, but they've seen me do it. So they know that, okay, you know what? This is not for. Uh, not only to be cool, it's important to be safe. Yeah. So I think, I think just teaching that has, uh, you know, just role modeling that has been so important that sometimes we just get carried away in the, in the game of likes, followers, oversharing or alcohol, <laughs> we want to share everything, but not everything needs to be shared. And I think it's just very important for people to take consent of people who are with them, uh, also a lot of mums at birthday parties, they just put up pictures of all the kids. I don't want my kid to be part of your Gothipari story. I'm sorry. You haven't taken consent. I don't want my child's picture to be out there today in schools, colleges, institutions. They all need to take consent, and I think it's it's one of the most powerful tools that we as parents can empower our kids with, which is consent for everything. Absolutely. Um, Also, on coming back to the question on you know the persona online and offline, I think Ritu, it's. You cannot be different because I mean, no matter how much people talk about how say cool coffee is, but everybody who knows me, they know I love my chai. So you can, I cannot, uh, you know, not be a different person online and offline, right? You will figure out. Like I said, authenticity is exhausting, right? Uh, So I think uh, just, just showing up authentically as you and who you are and. Also just showing up, which again, which are your four or five pillars of your of your page or of your personality, right? Like if I had to tell you, name five things about about Kid
1: page or Marcy's page, what would those five pillars be? If you were to just introduce me in five words, number one would be authenticity. It would be, and not because I'm on camera with you, it's true, um, influential, woke. I would say realistic. I don't know if I'm I'm repeating myself. And I would say futuristic. So
0: anybody who goes back to the field now, will see, we'll have to see these as reflections. Okay. And sometimes they can be different for different people. Right? Like people will come back to me for, um, you know, whether it's food or whether it's yoga or whether it's, a plan lover, or whether it's about being a conscious, you know, I'm, I'm sustainable in my practices. So they will come back for that, or whether it's for kids' stuff, as they know that okay, these like what it's it's the weekend. Which movies can we watch, okay, with our children, or what documentaries can we watch? They will keep coming back for that, right? Um, so my point is that if you stick to that, everything that you do on social will stem from absolutely. That. So it cannot be too separate lines, And I think the biggest mantra I'll give everybody is treat your social presence as professional time right and the minute you separate the two you will start being more consistent with mm-hmm. it so I know I need to do this as Kidstop Press and I need to do this as Mansi. Mm-hmm. and this time is my work time it's not leisure mm-hmm. I need to show up so then you'll be like okay i the recording to Dude, (laughs) you know, it's kid stop versus time. I need to, I'm not doing time pass. This is work. Yeah. And it's very important because sometimes you want to cross boundaries and spend hours, but you need to realize, okay, work is done. Yeah. Right? And the minute you treat the two
1: separate, you will be more present in who you are. Mansi, what advice would you give to a buddy influencer? Be authentic.
0: Understand your why, like what do you want to share. What would you want to share, even if no one paid you for it? What is it that would be your lane? Exactly, help you stick to your lane. Um, number three, don't worry about competition. Just make a plan and just be consistent, 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 consistent. And consistency always pays off. Um, so I would say just just these four or five things. Just dress up. And show, up. show up every single day. It's work. Don't take this profession so lightly.
1: You know, Mansi. Um, so many people, regular people, um, see that the life of a celebrity and an influencer is glamorous and wow. And um, you know, we feel we feel that we are separate from y'all. And so many influencers and celebrities. Are going through so many mental issues because the life of the influencer is deceiving. You don't know what's going on. Everything that you see on Instagram is Instagram life, and it's not real, most likely. And how would what would you say to budding influencers about not getting uh, affected by this, um, you know, insecurity? that um, influential marketing and influencers comes with? So I think it's a great question
0: to so It's so pertinent at this point in time. And I feel one of the biggest reasons um, that kind of kept me ground and sane was again, family. Mm -hmm. I think just knowing that, you know, no matter who I am on camera, on stage, wherever I'm speaking, or on Instagram, I have two little children to sort of go up to who will pull me down to being a mother, Mm -hmm. right? I will still be cleaning poop and holding puke in my hand. Mm -hmm. And I think because I started at that Mm -hmm. stage, it just kept me grounded. Like I'm telling you, they can rip you to shreds sometimes. You're a mother, you know how it is, right? You can be having the best day at work and your daughter just said, Mom, I don't like you yeah. and it can be so hurtful. It can, right. Or you you fail to send a, a geography project and you like, shit, I'm the shittiest mother mm-hmm. on earth. Right. So, you know, that groundedness that came from there has just helped me stay on earth. Mm-hmm. Right. And also the right partner, the right family. Mm-hmm. Right. And the right set of friends because they keep you grounded. And I think it's, and, and you're absolutely right that, you know, I know so many people, um, you know, who, who, are in the profession and are seeking help, which is great to ask for help. But let's ask them why are they, they reaching out for help, right? Because they're beginning to believe that this is permanent. Mm. They're beginning to believe that this is the whole them. Mm. And I'm very clear and I hope it helps everybody who's listening, is this is a part of me. This cannot be the whole me, because then I'm chasing up against a dead end, because nobody can be permanent. And the minute you start believing that I'm permanent, you will cease to
1: exist. You have to, relevance is greater
0: than permanence,
1: Mm. right? Because if you continue to be relevant, you will automatically, you'll still have shelf life. All of that absolutely. Life, yeah? yeah, Because absolutely. it's so ephemeral and it's so like fleeting success.
0: Absolutely. And and also just, I, I again think that just my spiritual practice, I'm just being a student, Ritu. Just being a student for life. Whether it's with sports, whether it's with learning. Because you realize your place is here. Right? And there are always going to be people above you. I think that has the spiritual practice has really kept me grounded. And for everyone who's watching, you need to understand you're seeing a very real life of people. That's not their whole life. The real life is starkly different, right? Yes, we get angry. Yes, we get cranky. Yes, we sometimes cannot manage our emotions. Yes, we need, uh, we need a lot of help. Yes, we we show up late. Yes, we don't reply to WhatsApp messages. I mean, if you ask my friends, they will be like just pick up the phone and call once because you don't know the WhatsApp message will get re- responded in 24 or 48 hours. Mm-hmm. So yes, we slack on things. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, uh, and they they will, you know, you have to have these set of friends and family who will
1: you bring know, you will, down, bring you
0: down, and pull you out of nowhere. Even mm-hmm. if you cancel on them the 24th time out of the 25th. They'll still dial you up for the 25th time. Mm -hmm. So the minute you cocoon and shield yourself with people like this is is when you will start being sane. And I think, again, even with your partner, I think it's so important to treat people as equals Mm. because they're good at their job. You're good at yours. Your job just happens to be something which is in the public eye. That means nothing. That literally means nothing. So I think the minute you have respect and love and respect more importantly uh, for the other human you will automatically have stronger relationships and better mental health issues
1: it's just brilliant to be having known you to get to know you more each time each day uh, for the fact just cut I'm talking rubbish <laughs> I'm talking from my heart For um, the fact that you know every time I need you you're there I mean who am I you know for you to say yes to irrelevant things you know this interview may not matter to you but it matters a lot to me to my audience and to um, the little ones who might become influencers I know that they will learn to be genuine and to continue to just be you. I don't know what to say
0: you're very sweet you're very kind I've I feel very awkward listening to this. Um, so sorry about that. I don't
1: know how to react. But anyway, thank you. For the fact, just cut, I'm talking <laughs> rubbish, I'm talking from my heart. For um, the fact that, you know, every time I need you, you're there. I mean, who am I? You know, for you to say yes to irrelevant things. You know, this interview may not matter to you, but it matters a lot to me, to my audience and to um, the little ones who might become influencers. I know that they will learn to be genuine and to continue to just be them. Thank
0: you. I don't know what to say. You're very sweet, you're very kind. I, I feel very awkward listening to this um so sorry about that so i don't know how to react <laughs> but thank you